0: How now, bro, Kyle? How now, bro, Kyle? Welcome back. Nothing important, Matt Reyes. You know what I was just doing? You know what the fuck I was just doing? Do you? Take a guess. If you guess it right, I'm gonna do this based off faith. I believe in you. You believe in me. I trust you. You trust me. If you have in your brain a vision of what I was just doing before I let you know what I was doing, I'll send you motherfucking nothing. You fucking got gas. I'm not sending you shit. Uh, I was just washing dishes and sometimes when you do these menial tasks, it a, a great assistance to whatever you're doing, whether it be cleaning or working out, doing some chores, organizing, whatever the fuck you do, whatever the fuck you do. A great assistance to aid in, you know, just harmonizing that experience. Listening to some audio books, listening to some music. Sometimes I'll be listening to an audiobook as I just was, and I'll be humming some fucking music. I'll do that. That happens sometimes. It's like if my brain was a computer and the home screen, you know, how you, the home screen on your desktop has a whole bunch of little, um, uh, folders on the desktop and you click onto it and the window opens up and you can not minimize that window, but shrink that window. And you can open up another window next to that. You can open up another window next to that. And you can have all these things going on at the same goddamn time. That's how my brain works. Ladies and gentlemen, I can be listening to the audiobook I'm doing the dishes and I'm humming a motherfucking song. And I'm having like a third thought. I'm, I'm thinking about something to talk about. That's what was going on. Did you guess that? I already told you I'm not sending you shit, but you, know, you might want to go get yourself tested. Go to Southern California, find a lady with a turban, and see if she can verify that in fact you are psychic. The point of what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is I was humming this song um, and I was remembering the impact this song had on me, baby. The impact, the beautiful fucking memory popped into my brain. I was in middle school. Probably seventh grade going into eighth grade, and I heard the song previously. the song came out you know I, I was born in ninety two this song probably came out early nineties mid nineties, and uh, it was a tupac song called "I get around and when i when I was listening to the song as a kid, and even when I listened to it in middle school, it wasn't really the message that impacted me. it was the music it was the music music is so powerful, ladies and gentlemen, it could be a song. About raping cats, and if the beat is hot, niggas gonna sing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're gonna sing it. You're gonna love it. It's gonna get into your psyche. You don't have to necessarily absorb whatever the message is. The point of it is, is that's how that song impacted me. I get it around, da that, da that, da that, round and round. So I'm listening to a fucking audio book. I'm washing dishes. I'm thinking about some. Random third thing that I'm not going to talk about. And then guess what happens? I just find myself. I get around. Then Now, that doesn't fit my lifestyle currently. I'm a 30-year-old man with a child and a woman. I don't get around. I'm not Tupac. I wish. I wish I I, I, I was Tupac. Not I was Tupac. I wish I am was Tupac when he was alive. You get the fucking Um, But I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, beautiful fucking memory. It just... It was like a cluster almost when I, I started hemming, hemming. I started um humming that song. <laughs> and it was like a cluster that came It was like New York City. I'm about in seventh green, once in human green, you know? So it's like two thousand what four? Two thousand five, something like that. And I, I seen that come on the TV and the way it impacted me. I, I just switched up my whole fucking style, ladies and gentlemen. My mother since you know, I'm second generation home. My mom used to buy me and my brother boxer shorts. We didn't wear no tidy whitey, whitey tidies. We didn't wear the, the panties. I didn't grow up wearing that. Um, grew up wearing boxer shorts, which was not necessarily beneficial as an adult. I've, I've, I stick with briefs, boxer briefs, because they, you know what I'm saying? You don't want everything swanging. But the boxer shorts I used to wear, um, they had no support, which didn't really matter. Until I started hitting middle school, and it was like uh, problem these something else. But I remember that was my thing, man. I just wear boxer shorts, and I saw that video, and he running around with the hose and shit like that. And I was, you know, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. I wasn't really super. Fo- I was attracted to girls. I wasn't super focused on them. Once again, the message of the song wasn't hit me. It was the music that was beautiful. And I saw Tupac, and he was so like, yo. Yo, Pac, man, Pac had that thing. It was like a a quality, an energy that was so attractive. No, homo, you understand what the fuck I'm talking about? 2023, very popular. Everybody's law of attraction, manifestation, magnetism, personal magnetism, abundance. How can I do witchcraft? You understand what I'm saying? Everybody knows about this. He had a quality that was very attractive to a large subset of people where people would witness his content, witness him doing what he does and they would be attracted to it. And as a young man, I was as well. I was like, yo, there's something about this dude's energy. Just like, yo, so free. And I remember he was wearing um, white prison drawers. (laughs) And I went out, bought mad fucking boxer shorts in all white. And I was like, man, that's influence. That's fucking influence. It brought this whole cluster of me in middle school. It's just a whole life that has passed and it, it, it just brought me into thinking about memories. And the beauty of memories. Um, and, you know, if you've been to continue listener listen to Nothing Important Podcast, you know I'm not just going to stay on the motherfucking surface like that, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just going to be a little emotional reaction to a song that I was humming. It's not just going to be me describing a little part of my motherfucking day. I'm going to get into the phil- philosophicies. You know what I'm saying? Add another chapter to the Bible. Of philosophicies. And what I <laughs> what I was thinking about memories you know, not, not not to start off philosophical, but thinking about like the function of memory and then also the reality of, of what a memory is. Really, it's just like an angle perception. I'll get into what that means. Like, how real are colors? You know, if you understand science to a certain degree, the colors that we're seeing, that we are perceiving and that image that's shooting back into our brain, Our eyeball is the receptor of the light and then the information goes through the eyeball into the brain and your brain configures an image and that's what you see. You just, it happens so quick. Happens so goddamn quick. It feels like you're just seeing, but you you study a little bit, you understand it's not actually what's going on in front of you. It's just the sense of vision that humans have give us this corresponding experience, visual experience. You look around your room. You see contrasting colors. And I was thinking about memories in that framework. I was thinking about what memories are. You know what I mean? I'm like, if we didn't have that, there's animals. There's living beings. There are living beings on this earth that don't have memory. Especially not the same capacity we do. We, You know, I, I don't I don't know if trees remember shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if we have the technology yet. If the scientists have figured that one out. We still unlocking secret doorways and pyramids in 2023. We're a little bit slow. We've not yet figured it out. But definitely, there's a measurable range of how much a creature can remember. Like, they talk about like fish. They, they forget every three seconds. What a fucking existence. What a fucking existence. It's a new life. Every three seconds. a new life. Because if you really think about it, human beings at mass identify themselves, individuals identify themselves as a reflection of the amalgamation of memories that they have built up to that point of their life. Or an editing of that large group of memories. That's what human beings at mass, most people, I'm not talking about the guy that never had sex, that's at the top of the fucking mountain in Tibet. With the red robe. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about most people naturally identify who they are with that grouping of memories, what they can remember, their experience, their understanding of self through those experiences. It's all memory. Your name, you have to remember that. Your your date of birth, what your face looks like. That's all memory. But what if we didn't have that function? Would we cease to exist? Would we? You know what I'm saying? Like, I find that very incredible. I don't even. I wouldn't even say that consciousness, awareness, and memory are hand in hand. I think they're two separate. They're, they're two separate things. Memory is like a memory card. It's a card in the fucking brain. When you go and you play Sega in the fucking '90s, since we're having memories, it's 1996 you got your Sega Genesis, and you wanna play Sonic? You wanna play fucking Sonic, the first thing you do, cause you don't wanna start all the way goddamn over, is you get one of those little memory cards, I used to have one, it was clear, and you could see the computer chip inside the memory card, I thought that was so fucking cool, now it's pretty gay, pretty antiquated, and you blow that shit. <laughs> put it in that fucking archaic vaginal insert. You take the, the, the computer dick and you put it in the computer pussy. That's how my brain works. And you plug in that memory card into the Sega Genesis and you populate this game and you start where you motherfucking left off. But that's not consciousness. That's just a capacity to hold the memory of where you were. The awareness and the consciousness would be the game which exists by itself. And if you didn't have memory, you just start over like that fucking fish every three seconds. Very interesting. Don't you fucking think so? Wouldn't you agree? I'm very passionate about this, I know. <laughs> Grain of salt. You listen to a guy who chooses ice. And you know why I chew my ice? I don't chew my ice because it's enjoyable. I saw somebody do it one time and I found that interesting. And I incorporated that into my character. Like I just said, the majority of people identify themselves based off experiences, reference experiences. It's memories. The amalgamation of memories that you've collected, ladies and gentlemen. And the editing of that to create whatever character you believe yourself to be. But that's not even fucking you. That's not your consciousness. That's not your awareness Without that developed human function, you would still be, you would still be alive. I don't know for fucking how long because you might cross the street on red because you don't know what the fuck that means. You have no memory, but you get the point of what I'm saying. It's not something that is the prerequisite for life. It is just a developed functionality that exists in our physical bodies memory. It's a memory card. You have one in your brain. Great. your computer. Well, it's not you. It's not you. I found it very interesting. You know, I, I thought about it a little bit deeper, too, because I was like, the impact that that song had on my childhood, the influence of that made me actually, literally, I can identify in that moment as I'm just humming in the kitchen, doing dishes, listening to an audiobook. Probably scratching my nuts with a soapy hand. You understand what I'm saying? There was a lot going on. There was a lot of factors to consider. You know what I'm saying? Don't get too hard, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get sexually attracted to me. I don't like any of you. I'm in a relationship. The point of what I'm saying is, as that was going on, I was thinking about it. I was like, I can literally see step A, step B equals C. I could see the equation of how there was an influence. My memory allows me to recant. I was influenced by something, and it really helped me change my character in a moment. I literally changed my character, like a video game. I started wearing white underwear, like I was fucking Tupac. No bitches came around. I didn't get a rap deal. I didn't have no gold chain. I was still in East Harlem, but I believed. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) And then it made me start thinking about, you know, outside of memory. You know, there is no outside of memory in this, you know. I guess consciousness is outside of memory, but you, you get what I'm saying, in this framework of what I'm trying to express it includes memory. I started thinking elsewhere about influence. And then I was like, you know, I love art. I love art. If we're thinking about my amalgamation of memories, the things that have been really deeply imprinted into my brain, the things that have been soldered into my memory card, my mental memory card, the things that have most been impactful in my life and the development of whatever character that I consider myself to be, or what I'm trying to portray to people, we all fucking doing it. Art is always number one in my book. For me, it's why. You know what I'm saying? Everybody asks why, why are we alive? Why, what is this? Who's God, how, when, where? The answer to that, all of that is art to me. That That's what this is. That's what this is. It's a It's a beautiful ballet that we have the pleasure to watch And suffering is a misunderstanding. Suffering is a a false, illusory perception. It is a looking at the wrong goddamn thing. This is beautiful. It's art. And so I was thinking about what forms of art have been most impactful, most influential on me, and more so um, imprinted the deepest memories into my psyche and so i started thinking about that like you know i think top to bottom top of the totem pole <laughs> everybody like top fives everybody top five rapper top five greatest basketball player you know what i mean top five porn star you guys got everybody got top five everybody got top half top five top five top five sucking dick that's a double entendre top five toppers um, I'm gonna you know, I haven't watched porn in a while, but next time I watch porn, that's going in the search bar. Top five toppers, trademark that shit. Top five toppers, put it on a t-shirt. Um, I was thinking like the most impactful art form. I think number one, and this is bias, ladies and gentlemen, naturally, by nature, whatever the fuck that means, right? Hard to observe with human beings, nature versus nurture, because we have such a powerful memory combined with such powerful consciousness and higher faculties. So we not only can recant the information of our past and our experiences, but we can record it and we can teach people memories that they didn't even experience firsthand. And we can process and select what we like. Selective memory it's something my mother said growing up. Uh, selective memory. You know, you can select and edit what you like and what you don't like to build your character. With all that being said, I was thinking about um, music is number one. If we're thinking about like influential, burning shit into your brain. I just expressed it a second ago. I was in the kitchen and I started humming a fucking song and it brought like a cluster of memory and experience and almost like a state of being. You understand that sometimes things can impact you to the point that they'll trigger you into a whole different person than you are at that present moment. Memory allows you to to experience that through different places in your life. When you were younger, you were developing physically, physiologically, you were developing mentally, you were developing spiritually, psychologically, you were developing as a human being. You weren't the same person then that you are now. You will never be the same person that you are today ever again. We're always changing. It's the nature of this reality. It is the nature of nature. Right? And I think about that. I'm like, music is the most powerful influencer. I think so. I, I, I Once again, I'm biased. I, I was t- talking about nature. I feel naturally I'm a musician. It's in my blood. My daddy did it. My daddy didn't raise me, right? I got like a, a fucking Hollywood script curse as a life. You know what I'm saying? My father was abandoned by his father who was a famous musician in DR. right? Then my father, being abandoned, all he had to have a relationship with his father who didn't, I don't, I don't know if he didn't love him, he didn't want to be with him, he was a coward. He had music. And so my father became a musician. It was very natural for him. Same thing with me. Same thing with me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very nice with the musicalities. I'm very talented naturally. It's really not difficult. I don't read it. I don't read music, but I know it very well. I can emulate it very well. I can create a, a high clip. And my father also didn't raise me. So if I ever have a son, I'm just going to abandon that nigga and hope he gets fucking rich and famous. All that being said, that's my bias to, to include into my argument. Now let's put the bias aside Music is A very higher Level way to Express or communicate And to Impart and impress onto People I believe so I think it's the highest I believe it is the Highest You know I'll break down All these subsets in a second I just want to give my list So number one is music As most influential art form I think number two if I were to be honest, it's comedy. It's comedy. And that people who are naturally comedians, I think I'm a funny fucking person. I think if I tried, I could do stand-up. I don't think that's what I am naturally. I don't think that's what I am by nature. I think I, I have versatile abilities. I've tried stand-up. Um, definitely, didn't haven't mastered it, it would take fucking years. But I could be funny on stage. I'm not nervous in front of a crowd. Uh, I understand the control aspect. I understand, I I get the concepts and I respect the art form so highly, but it's just not as effective. It's not as magical as music. So my one is music as most influential, highest forms of art expression. Number two is comedy. Number three, surprisingly, because it doesn't, probably would not be considered as obviously artistic, but I think public speaking. I think public speaking is three, and then uh, number four would be like the physical arts like dance, and um, number five would be like digital or physical art. And I'm I'm also, I I wanna say like, I'm thinking through the entirety of humanity. I'm thinking of the entirety of humanity, the things that are most, I might have to rework that. I might put music one, visual art two, number three, comedy. Number four, public speaking, and number five, sales, because the world is run by psychopaths. But I'll justify why I say this outside of my bias. Obviously, the bias goes toward music for number one because of my inclination, my nature. But it's also just, if you think about it from a logical perspective, if you analyze, it's something that imparts the greatest cluster of triggered memories into the psyche, the greatest level of effective programming. The greatest level of taking somebody from one state of being into another. It can heal. It can hypnotize. It can be used to put people in a zone of destruction. It can be used to do, really do anything. And the way that it does it is seamless. It's a higher level. It's a higher level. It's a, I think when things are... You can kind of see how you got to that conclusion or you can re- reverse engineer something that's magical or something that's performative or something that's artistic, and you can get a lot of the factors that contributed to it being so successful, that indicates a lower um, form of artist- artistic expression. The things that you can you can't understand the intangibles, that they're not as easily explained or as easily replicated, that's where it gets into those higher levels. It feels spiritual. It feels magical. And music is that. Now, all these other things that I mentioned as well, you know, visual art, they have all those qualities. I just think music is on a different level. So music, number one. Visual art, uh, I, I bumped it back up to, to two because I think outside of my bias, a lot of people are triggered by that. A lot of people are captivated by their eyes. And, the, the you know, that sensory output it's it's extremely um stimulating you know the visual component of things me personally i got some big ass motherfucking dumbo ears and i i i I like this podcast you're not seeing me you listen to me i can absorb an incredible rate of information without any visual component that's just me so i'm taking my bias out of it i'm gonna put the visual arts number two number three i say comedy because comedy Uh, I've heard this from comics, and I respect the art form very, very highly. Um, Comedy is one of the most honest uh, trades or or crafts, excuse me, one of the most honest crafts because, and I'm talking about like stand-up comedy in particular, but if you think about it in any realm, it's very baked in with the truth. It is so baked in with the truth. You heard all the colloquial sayings, you heard... You know every uh, joke has some truth in it. Uh, you've heard you, all these sayings, and if you really think about it from like a logical perspective, just analyzing comedy as art—stand-up comedy or it's somebody just watching a video—you can't really fake a laugh. And people, that's the most identifiable, um, genuine response—laughter. You can tell when somebody's fake laughing pretty fucking easy. You know, stupid people can. You know. <laughs> A retard could tell you patronizing them. You understand what I'm saying, like, so. I think that is what makes comedy so high up there. It's a very difficult craft. It's a wonderful thing. Everybody needs to laugh, uh, and I so I give it three. Number four, I give to um, public speaking because I feel like comedy and public speaking are almost the same thing. The difference is is that comedians are safe because of their wit in a way that public speakers get assassinated for. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Public speakers get shot in their motherfucking head where comedians live full lives and almost do the same role as a public speaker because of their wit. They understand this science, so to speak, of if I can make you laugh about something, you don't have to willfully agree with me. It's an unwilling agree agreement. You laughed. Your body agreed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your body said you're right. And that's a that's a, a wonderful part of that art form that I feel like protects uh comedians a lot of times. And so public speaking very close to, you know, being a comedian, but there's a different dimension when you think about comedy. And then uh sales, because sales is probably like the It's the same quality in all those fucking things If you really understand sales Sales is in music Sales is in I'm not talking about the business aspect of it either I'm just talking about the the psychology of influencing Of being attractive Of um, making somebody change their state of mind Making somebody believe something That they didn't come into the room believing Exposing somebody The aha moment All those things are in all those things You know what I mean? It's just all of those other categories Music, visual arts Uh, comedy, public speaking, they have different dimensions that add on more than just basically says. Why the fuck am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I was talking about memories. And I was thinking about what... The first thing I brought up in the beginning of the conversation, I was saying like what... Kind of like distinguishing memories from consciousness. This ability that the human brain has to remember things from what we actually are and maybe that illuminates something to people that listen maybe that resonates with you and you think to yourself oh if I didn't have memory which is completely possible I'd still be me so I'm not my name I'm not my recognition of my face or my features or my sex or my gender I'm not my status because I could forget all that shit I get hit by a fucking truck I I don't remember it, right but I still would be if I survived I still would be so the memory isn't me so that, uh, you know, that line, drawing that line, making that pretty pretty clear, and then thinking about the things that impact that function of memory. I think that's important because we identify, most people identify by our memories, by our experiences. This is what we use, whether it's conscious or unconscious, to create this character that we believe that we are. We create this character a lot most people it's unknowing you're not consciously creating this person that you're presenting to the world you're not consciously setting out on a day-to-day basis to go and present yourself to the world it a lot of is unconscious behavior like you know you you encountered a fear when you were younger. and you're like i'm not doing that or getting around that anymore and i will behave in a manner that doesn't attract that type of outcome anymore For safety reasons. And your brain did that. Just, you know, you were like fucking eight years old. You saw some shit, you are like, I'm not getting around anymore. And a lot of, there's so much more of that subconsciously with most people. That they're using to create a character in their brain. Once again, that's not you, but that's what we live out. That's what we live out. And so it is also important as you become more conscious. And recognize that your memories are not you. And that you're also even maybe not an awareness of it, but you are creating what you think you are. You're creating that character. Wouldn't it be advantageous to understand the most influenceable forms of art, the things that create the greatest impact memory-wise in your brain, the music, the visual things. You know what I mean? The uh, Even to take it outside of that that scope of the top five uh art forms that influence people think about it like other things that influence people negative things as well fear trauma to just analyze those things and then start to become in a greater level of awareness of like how are those things contributing to this character that I'm developing and then also take the responsibility on self like you can think about that and you can live in a world and tell yourself You're being brainwashed by music. You're being brainwashed by the visual aspects. Social media is brainwashing you. This is bad. That's bad. Or you can grow into a level of consciousness where you realize you are accepting those messages, whether it be knowing or unknowing. So the more in awareness you are and the more educated you are on the things that are more influenceable as it pertains to the memories that you keep, you don't keep all your memories. What memories are you keeping in your brain? What memories are you choosing to draw from, to walk out into the world with, as this character that you created for yourself? What are you choosing to identify with from a memory standpoint? Understand what is triggering the stored memories, and then start to identify what are you taking from that big pool of memories in your brain, that big memory card, and adding onto your character. I think that helps. I think that fucking helps. I think it's fucking important. You know, this, all of this actually started because um, random stimulus. Was, I was thinking about what well, my mother used to tell me when I was a child. You have selective memory. It's like you remember shit when it's favorable for you. And I was watching this, um, it was like promo. Chris Rock got this new comedy show. Uh, selective outrage. And I was like, selective outrage, great fucking title. And I was like, why does that feel fucking familiar? And I was like, selective memory, selective fucking memory. My my mother used to say this shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, I really understood it. He's talking about something completely different. He's talking about like uh, being outraged at one situation. uh, But if the same situation or the same premise occurred with another individual, he basically, you know what I'm saying? It was a smart way to say, keep that same energy, you know what I mean? (laughs) And we all know what he's talking about. But In my brain, it brought me back to what my mother used to tell me. And I was like, yo, it's true. We fucking do this. And we select memories to hold in our brain. We select. And I thought about that function. If we can get out of doing that, we do it regardless if we're aware or not. But if we can get out of doing that. From an unaware standpoint and become more aware of what we are choosing to remember. And choosing to edit in our memory and choosing to pull from our memory to create the characters that we walk out and present to the world how favorable is that to become conscious and aware of that i think that eradicates a lot of negativity it eradicates a lot of illusion it eradicates a lot of uh expediting responsibility pushing responsibility responsibility On third parties Telling it's this person's fault Or it's that person's fault Ladies and gentlemen I'm not saying oppression is not real Ladies and gentlemen I'm not saying people are not trying to scam you I'm not saying Hypnotism isn't real I'm not saying Danger isn't real I'm just saying How much more advantageous in this world Where we all agree that those factors do exist And we have to Navigate them How much more advantageous would it be If you were aware Of your role In that entirety in that equation, your role, how much of this are you creating? How much negativity are you producing? Maybe you're just drinking out of the pool of negative memories on a consistent basis. Maybe you are rewriting things that weren't so bad as worse than they were. Maybe you are drawing from your weakness instead of identifying with your greatness. You understand what I'm saying? We all have favorable memories. We all have negative memories. How advantageous would it be to willfully erase off of your memory card some of the negative things that serve you no purpose to the betterment of your fucking life? They serve you no purpose going forward. Everybody likes to hold on to their pain, their trauma, their past, but it doesn't do anything for you. Understand as well, life is going to motherfucking happen. You could cross the street, tomorrow a car hits you, you lose your memory, you're still here anyway. So what is the point of identifying with your memories? Maybe just use it as a tool. Use it as a tool. I try to do that as I get older. I didn't have the greatest past. But as I get older, I, I start recognizing as I develop my conscious faculties, as I develop my brain and add more responsibility uh, onto myself for everything that is happening around me and everything that's happening in my life, I start to become empowered because I see things rather than obstacles. I see them as tools. I have negative memories, but now I also have the knowledge that I don't have to engage that. I have negative memories, but I also have the knowledge that I can now rewrite that. I have negative memories, but now I understand what imparts the most impactful memories in my brain. And so I can maybe counteract some trauma with some music. Maybe I could counteract some fears with some positive visual reinforcement. Maybe I can counteract uh, bias with comedy. You understand what I'm saying? You become conscious, you become aware of it. It's not a boogeyman anymore. It's not something to fear. It's just maybe you just don't understand, you don't know. And that's part of the growing experience is being a human being. We're always growing, we're always expanding. I like to think that's the nature of man. I like to think that's the nature of everything. I like to think so, ladies and gentlemen. I like to think so. This is brought to you by Bustelo. Oh, my God. Cafe Bustelo. Have you had it? Go try it. If you've had it, you're an addict. I just said it. You're buying it or you're making it. That's how it fucking works. 1980s, 1990s, Harlem, Queens, Bronx, New York City, Los Angeles, Miami. Any city that had black and Spanish people, there was a thing called crack. Crack was a trigger upon itself. Anybody that tried crack, anytime you would say crack, they want to smoke more crack. Cafe Bustelo is crack. I like Cafe Bustelo. You do too. Um, And it inspires thought, ladies and gentlemen. That's your ad. (laughs) Everybody thinks they're right. um, But I'm right. I am right. What can you do about that? Uh, <laughs> I talked about I, I talked about this a couple times. I'm slightly shifting topic from like selective memory and all that shit. Um, but I talked about this. I find it so interesting. I could talk about this for fucking hours. I could talk about this for fucking hours. I think it's so funny. Uh, and we're going to put on the lens of comedy. This is where comedy is the God. I think comedy from a philosophical standpoint, they're pretty fucking up there. They're pretty fucking up there. Music is the overall god of influence. I think so. But from philosophical taking somebody who has one hard, rigid idea and taking them completely in the opposite fucking direction and making them, making them believe it because they laughed. Ha ha. Comedy got that. And um, we'll look at it from the lens of comedy. But... uh (laughs) I find it hilarious. This is like a... It's not even like a hypothetical. This, is, this has happened in history many fucking times. It's so fun to me. When there's like a guy or a girl who is beyond their time. Like, they, 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 think about this. Egypt was around for, what, 5,000 fucking years? How long has America been around? How, I'm, I'm not a fucking historian. It was like 500 I don't know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How long has modern America been around? Egypt was around for 5,000 years. There had to be long periods of time, maybe 1,000, maybe 1,500, maybe 2,000 years where shit was relatively similar, you know, where shit was like going at the same rate for a long fucking time. And then people change, people develop, they adapt, they evolve. The amalgamation of memories that was collected up to that point assist in a moving upward, an in intellect, a moving, a big jump. You know, we saw it in our lifetime. Anybody that's fucking listening, the technological shift that's happened. I was born in 1992 when people were still using corded landline phones. And now everybody has a fucking alien supercomputer in their hand. An alien supercomputer that has all the fucking functions that you would need as a genius. Everybody has one. Little babies. Little stupid babies. Babies that are stupid now because they're a baby and they're going to grow up and they have low IQ genetics and they're going to grow up to be stupid. They got an iPhone. You understand what I'm saying? That's the shift. That's had to have happened. Not technologically necessarily, but that's had that same level of radical change has had to have happened Many times. In human civilization, it's had to have happened thousands, hundreds of thousands of times where things shift so fucking quickly. And I think about people who are born and grow and mature right before those shifts occur. <laughs> the tragedy, that is a fucking comedy right there. <laughs> that is a fucking comedy. The people who are are just, just a little bit too soon. They're they're a little bit too far ahead of everybody else on the planet. They're thinking too far in the fucking future to their own detriment because they see something that is real. It's just not real yet. They're not in that time and space. You know what I mean? Like we see it with like modern, you think about just like a more modern perspective. There has to be a guy who was like super fucking nerdy. And super, you know, into computers or technology and died right before like the fucking big technological boom. And if he was just born 10, 20 years later, his personality that suffered in the world that he existed in he lived to 70, 80 years old. But his personality type that suffered in that life that he was born into that time frame would have been a billionaire. 30 years later. You understand what I'm saying? That shit happens. It has to happen all the fucking time. And that's that's comedic. That is fucking hilarious. You know? I think the funny thing about it is that that person is so right to a detriment just because of the circumstance of the time that they exist in. And maybe the world has not caught up to that individual. And so the comedy, the irony is that the person is really a genius who had it all right, but because of timing, appeared in the entirety of their life to be the stupidest person on the fucking planet. You know, <laughs> we see it in microcosms. You see it in like a smaller dosage. Like I think this whole pandemic thing, there was people who were labeled as conspiracy nuts. They were labeled as fucking crazy for being resistant. I'm not gonna get into the politics of vaccination. I'm not gonna get into the politics. Whether you agree or not that the world should have been shut down. I'm just talking, I'm giving an example, framework, so it can be understood how ironic and funny this is. There's people in the beginning of the pandemic, when this shit first comes about, that are so resistant. So fucking resistant. And they don't believe it. They think it's bullshit. They think this thing is going to blow over. They are suspicious. And almost the entirety of the world agrees that that person is mentally ill. The entirety of the world just looks at that one person who's just smarter than everybody. <laughs> looks at that person and points the finger and says, you're mentally ill. And you're not only mentally ill. If I had the power, I would kill you or I would jail you because you're dangerous to society. That's the collective humanity just putting that judgment on the individual. And then just a couple years later, everybody's catching up to what that person thought initially. That It was a two-second... Thought for that one individual during the beginning of the pandemic That took three years For other people to start considering That's not funny <laughs> It's not not fucking hilarious I think that's pretty funny I find it funny as well Like the majority of human beings Their need And you could call it logical You could call it pragmatic You could say it's wise But the need that most individuals have To cling toward consensus from a standpoint of like, I got something to lose. I'll try to make this as clear as possible when I'm trying to express. From a standpoint of I got something to lose, like let's say you are in politics, or you're in entertainment, or you have public profile, or you're just in an environment that it's more conducive and it's more beneficial for you to agree. And when you think about like global issues, like the pandemic, um, political things, like the binary politics in this nation, People choose sides and <laughs> it's like most people have like an inherent, I, I don't know if it's a learned behavior. It's not something I have particularly. I don't know if I'm an outlier or I'm just resistant to certain types of programming. I'm not thinking I'm a fucking Superman. I've been brainwashed, ladies and gentlemen. I've been brainwashed before. We all have. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I just don't, with this particular situation, I didn't have that. But a lot of people are just so quick to just get on the side of consensus that people who were die hard about vaccinations and die hard that people who were conspiratorial toward the government or toward COVID-19 were retards. Now they'll develop that thought. Now they will just switch completely. They'll just fucking fold and switch completely and be anti-vax, anti- you know, tell me what to do with my body. They'll start agreeing with the two-second thought that the apparent conspiracy theorists had three years ago just because everybody's doing it. And that's just, that's wild to me. That is fucking wild to me, man. That is fucking wild to me. I wonder if people are even, a, that's, I think, what rubs me in a way that's uncomfortable. Pause. What rubs me in a way that's uncomfortable is not necessarily that I, I can see that always happening it's the lack of awareness i don't think people are aware that they're even shifting their beliefs just because everybody's doing it you know i don't think people are aware to that i don't think they're awake to it i think it's just like autopilot and we go back to the you know the first thing i talked about in this podcast we're talking about like selective memories maybe it's an opportunity for anybody who's listened to this or any type of message that you're getting in your life to go back and really analyze memories and understand how they got there. Was it a song? Was it some visual engagement? Was it government brainwashing? Was it group thought influence? Whatever, and part of that memory, and then understand and relieve yourself from the stress because that's not you. And maybe go in and edit now and rewrite what you thought was. Just a pure, undeniable reality after you analyze what stimulated that memory or that belief and understand you have the ability to think for yourself and recreate that in a positive way, not negative, not judgmental. not I'm not for looking at people who condemned other people or judged people during the pandemic, right? There was, there's a lot of people that made people feel bad, ostracized them, made them lose their jobs, all this stuff. You condemn people because they don't want to take a vaccination or because they don't agree with the, the political belief that's prevailing globally. I'm not for then using that same ideology methodology and applying that to the people who are proven wrong, right? So, the people now that held tight to those beliefs, they probably feel foolish, but as a collective, it would be silly for then just the ties to turn and you know, the pendulum to swing, and now the people who were proven right to just shit on the people who gave up their authority to the CDC or whoever I don't want to condemn people for condemning people you know what I'm saying (laughs) but I think it is an opportunity for hopefully it's such a jarring example of you know what I'm just trying to talk about selecting memories, your beliefs how they got there Why you think you are the character that you are, but you're not. What made you that character? I'm all for personal responsibility, but I think the more unaware you are, the more influenceable you are. You always are accepting. You always are acting out. That is you. But maybe it's not outside of the, the memory part, the consciousness part that you actually are. Maybe it's not your conscious that is directing the show. Maybe it's just everybody who's doing it. Everybody around me was doing it. Everybody around me believed it. You know what I mean? Everybody told me to point at that person and laugh at them. It's funny to me, man. I, I, even outside the pandemic thing. I think this shit had to... I was just talking about Egypt, 5,000-year-old civilization. That shit had to happen thousands upon fucking... In 5,000 years, it had to be a whole bunch of people who just like saw where the world was actually headed. And the entire world looked at that person and was like, you're an idiot. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, no, no, I'm not trying to provide some type of input based off of what it looks like. I'm talking about where it's going. And the world was like, you're stupid. You're a conspiracy theorist. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the way that things have worked for the last 150 years, 200 years. I'm talking about what's going to happen. No, you're fucking. You don't know anything. You're a fucking moron. And then three years happened. If <laughs> that person's lucky enough to, to survive when the shift actually does happen. Because um, that doesn't always happen. People, you know, they grow old and they die. Uh, but when the shift actually does happen, they're vindicated and everybody else feels foolish or they fucking die. And then the whole world just forgets that person. It's just it's something that continually fucking happens. <laughs> something that fucking continually happens. It's wild. Some wild shit. Cafe Bustello. Uh... Being somebody who wants to um, be the change they want to see. I am trying to mature myself in, like I just said, I don't want to condemn anybody who condemned people. I don't want to make people feel guilty. I don't think that incites any change. I want people collectively to wake up. That's my intention. I want people collectively to be a little bit more clear. You know what I mean? So everything is evened out. <clears throat> so I'm like trying to develop like a broader perspective. This is like all in line with trying to mature myself, trying to better myself, not being petty, not being binary. I hate binary politics. I hate the left or the right. I think it's all it's silly. Even if it was like a useful form to govern a large group of people, it's what was. It's what was, and the world is just headed in such a place that I feel like if there's no recognition of what is to be, if there's no honest outside of bias, outside of selective memory, outside of what it's been for the last 150, 200, 300 years, if there is no analyzation of what is, what changes upon us, then if there is a necessary uh Need for people to be fucking governed, that's just not gonna work anymore, that binary shit. So, with all that being said, that's like, I'm not gonna condemn people, I'm not gonna pick a side. I also don't, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, like, I don't want to have a lack of understanding of why things are the way that they are. I'll I'll explain that. I've I've tried to talk about this a lot of times. I I love, there's another thing I could talk about for fucking hours. I could talk about this for hours because it's something I, it's like truly passionate in my heart. I think that when we parallel or use a metaphoric association of our actual human society, of the human experience, and we parallel that to something that we see in nature, like an animal kingdom or whatever, it makes things much more clear outside of our own emotional bias, outside of tradition what's going on with human beings. And I think about it from like a hierarchical standpoint, society is very interesting right now. I feel like there's like powers on many, coming from many different angles, coming from many different sides, not even just this binary thing, but there's always this lust for power that human beings have. And I assume there's some imperceptible intelligence in the human genome that understands what it's doing and on the big scale it plays out and it looks like war and divisiveness and it looks like evil and it looks like hatred and oppression and it looks like all the things that it manifests itself to be on a slower time frame but if we zoom out and look from a larger time frame it actually works itself out to be something that is beneficial for all of us i remember you know talking once again how comedy and philosophy, they work hand in hand. It's like almost comedy is one of the greatest forms to deliver uh, potent philosophy. Things that may be hard for the average individual to to digest because it's so against what they understand or what what has been understood from their memory bank to challenge that just by inciting laughter. Um, I've heard comedians in the past kind of associate, Dave Chappelle in particular, talking about like What Donald Trump's administration did to America was, from a large perspective, when you zoom out, was a healthy thing. Because if we elect uh, presidents or heads of office or people in power who are secretly racist, or if we elect people and heads of office that are openly racist, neither of those things eradicates racism. But one of those things exposes it. And I think about that, not pacifying, not um, placating, not justifying things that are obviously wrong in society. I think there just needs to be a collective shift in understanding the importance of everything. You know, this is nothing important podcast, but in real life, things are important. And our progression as a human race is not just going to come from pure positivity or one frame of thought, it's going to come from a lot of diversity, a lot of different powers fighting against each other and ultimately getting to a place that the, uh, you know, the power is evenly distributed as much as it can be, which is not the case right now, but it will get to that point And then we reach a plateau for a certain pa- uh, amount of time where we exist, not in complete harmony and peace, but a more ideal society, a more ideal symbiotic relationship globally. And then as nature does always, you know, you think about it like if you're growing a harvest after a while, that earth has given all the nutrients it can to those crops and you keep on eating off of them. You got to scorch that land and start somewhere new. And that will happen with human beings. It's happened before it's happened again. I just talked about a 5,000 year old civilization people are still trying to dissect the pyramids and they're so impressed with technology we can't understand you know so much so that we speculate it's aliens when it was just black people um but (laughs) they're so fucking perplexed by this because it's just we don't have that relative framework of technology or information that they were working with it's always changing it's always that's just the way things happen but we don't really sit down and think about that five thousand year old period of Egyptian civilization. How many things changed and evolved? But then, if you look at the complete arc of it, there was an inception, like a plant, like a seed going to earth, and then rainfall. There had probably had to been extremely hard times during the beginning of Egyptian civilization. Them working out, you know, politics. It's just like the birth of this country. Them working out. Civilization is just like the birth of this country, them working out oppression and slavery and rights and who gets to be where and and then that all works out and then civilization starts to grow, things start to grow just like it's happening in this nation and uh, they have a greater arc than us because we're only hundreds of years old, and Egypt was five thousand years old in the big picture you see the nature of it and they hit their crest and then they begin to fall, but that's just the nature of it it's just the nature of it. I feel like if people could see that, not that it would stop the problems, but it wouldn't add more negativity onto what is to be anyway. It's it's this is just life. It's always been this way. There's a a, a, a rising and a falling, and if you look at it in the slowest time frames, like a human life. Like a a 20-year period or 10-year period or a year or day, it becomes much... When it's microscopic, it's the same thing as you think about it from a larger time frame, 5,000 years, you know? I don't know if that makes sense to people. I think it does. I think it fucking does. I think we need to start implementing a more positive perspective on things. It's not to be satisfied. It's not to uh, say that you're going to take whatever people are giving you. And it's not any of that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you understand the overall arch and be positive about it. I think that's really what changes the future. I don't think it's who you elect. I don't think it's, um, you know, where you choose to put the money. I don't think, I, 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 those things are very fucking important. Don't get me wrong. I really do think it's on an individual basis. How many people can you get like, when will the consensus be co- positivity? The consensus was shut down the world. We learned that we have the capability as human beings to do that. We learned that during the pandemic. Look at the positive side of it. Regardless of what side you on. They wasted time, but that shit taught us a fucking lesson. We can get everybody on the same fucking page. We can get everybody on the same fucking page. When will the consensus be that everybody is healthy and positive? You know? I think that's a possibility. I like to think so. Um, Tell me what you motherfucking think. And I'm going to log the motherfuck off and I'm going to my Cafe Bustello, Ladies and gentlemen, if you continue listening to this podcast, you will continue getting these aha moments. You will continue to hear me try. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I like to think that I'm getting it right. I think you think I'm getting it right. I think what a man thinks is what a man is. So I am right. And if you continue listening, you will also continue hearing me. Thank you, because I do appreciate anybody that is a continual listener. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until next time.